episode 42. Ah, cults, cults, cults. What about cults? We're back with cults because it was so enjoyed the first time. We decided to bring it back, but we're decided to bring it to you in a more digestible way. <laughs> the way like a cult would. <laughs> Jam it down your throat. <laughs> Using media to our advantage. Yeah, because we, we, we've learned about more cults. So we decided for in episode 42, Rob decided he would come back with me. Well, I decided kind of that Rob would come back with me. I asked him if he would grace me with his with his presence. Let's be honest. I begged to come back. You didn't beg. You were back and forth. And I used my cult-like brainwashing techniques. Your figurehead. To suggest that maybe techniques. we should have a back and forth discussion. And maybe the back and forth discussion should be on the videotape. Maybe it should be on the videotape. Maybe we should document this, <laughs> said the documentarian. Save it for camera. That's the rule around the house. You know how it is. It's the rule around every house. Save it for camera. <laughs> what? <laughs> Save it for every house. <laughs> like parenting. You Our know. Families are kind of like cults. They are. I know. They, they can be. Oh, my goodness. Big time. I just opened a can of worms there. Families can be like cults, but I see like. I see how when I say families are like save it for camera, like when their kids are like acting like wieners all the time. You know what I mean? Like they're like, no, smile like for the camera. The, the, the families that, trust me, I worked in a portrait studio going to college. People do all kinds of weird shit so their kids will, will smile and like horrible fucking shit too. Like Santa Claus will not come. Do not, you know, do, don't do that. If you don't do this, you know, if you don't yeah. smile for the picture, this will not happen. I will take away this. I'm just like, I heard some horrible shit. I hate that reward strategy. Yeah. It's, it's like the, the lowest of the low for motivation. And you know what? We're guilty of it at times. If you don't do this, you're going to your room. You're going to your room. But you know what? If you don't stop hitting your brother with that Optimus Prime. Like you're going to your room. But like that, just if you don't, if you hit someone, you should go to your room. But like, you know what I'm saying? Yes, I but do. Like, but now there's parents that are like, you know, save her for camera because there's parents putting their kids on. There's so, like a lot of social media. They have a lot of YouTube channels. Oh. And, and to me, I don't see the appeal. Like It's like the with, pageant stuff, right? Yeah, putting your kids on like the one of our, like, some, like our youngest likes to watch these like little girls that have like a YouTube channel and they play and stuff like that. We watch what they watch um, and we're very conscious of it and aware of it but like parents to let their ki kids have like tiktok channels and stuff and they're young because i've seen them on there i'm like there are no way these kids are like 13 or like no. can we just say like ryan's world and oh stuff God. like that no. like this kid ryan has a huge young. following on youtube He's young. And, and and his parents are active participants in his videos absolutely and he's been doing it for years you yeah. may know ryan he he does a lot of unboxing he has his own toy line yes he's as a little well. guy he has his own toy brand he has like a little construction worker but as a parent i'm certainly wondering like how much he's getting pushed into doing these kind of things mm -hmm. to keep the family you know income afloat. income coming well i don't know afloat i'm sure mom and dad had jobs or have jobs well, still, they probably maybe. had great decent jobs but just like how much is this bringing like in how much more is this bringing in with his whole branding now, like Ryan's world's got everything. And now like these parents are having their kids become like influencers yeah. and things like that. And they're becoming things like, uh, like uh, influencers on TikTok. And TikTok is where actually I f I'm the unlikeliest place in the world to find a cult. I found a fucking cult and I might've been late in the game. I found a cult on TikTok through YouTube this weird youtube tiktok documentary is it like watched. the cult only exists on tiktok no, like no, you no. just got to follow it and like participate and engage no because a lot of the videos now have been taken down about this about this about this place that that was called called by many a cult that actually even vice did a documentary on vice vice heard so much about this place and there was so much heat about this shit on on, on TikTok, I made you watch the Vice documentary. I did see it because I was like, "Let's seriously watch this." Even even Fallon was like, oh, "I've seen that. I've seen that. I've seen that Vice documentary. That shit is." Woo! I was like, "Yeah," 
Because when I saw the tic- <laughs> I saw a TikTok documentary, which was not a TikTok documentary. I thought it was going to be a series of stitched together TikTok videos. It was just this guy and his girlfriend that had heard about this place called the Garden on TikTok, and they wanted to go spend the night or a couple days out there and yeah. see what it was like with these people that ran it. Uh, and they're like, man, it was fucking wild. And fucking Vice just left. And that's like kind of where it had left off at the end of their TikTok do- documentary. And then we see this TikTok documentary. It's from Vice. It's you know, only like half an hour. And it's my time at the garden. Can I say that like a dead ringer for something being a cult? Because first of all, there's always that question. Is it a cult or is it not a cult? That's always and kind of And the people of running it are always going to say, nope, <laughs> this isn't a but cult. One of the dead giveaways from what I've learned, from mm-hmm. what you've shared with me, one of the dead giveaways is the fact that the group has a name yep. or the place has a name that we congregate to. In this case, the garden. But they say, but they they claim, they claim that it's a common land. Everyone owns it. It belongs to all of us because they try to stay away from things that, you know, mm. have dictatorship and things like that. I'm just like, mm. so why don't you just have an address and the garden eh? here at the garden i mean why do you have that big old sign that's called the garden if you're free of all those things and why do you have those things i agree with you there if it has a name it might be a cult it, it might be a cult like if you've named it so they call it a an an intentional community or commune commune yep commune but they will try to slip under the guise of the word intentional community or that they're permaculturalists and that they're trying to permaculturalists i love that one yes they like they're it's almost like pseudoscientific so like because it sounds intelligent it has to be more believable we're into permaculture it's like you know what that means it's like when you list facts to convince somebody (laughs) right i love people that try to convince me like during a discussion back and forth when they just start bringing out facts and numerical statistical data I that, that they've researched that supports <laughs> their point, but they allude to presenting the other data that is contrary to what they're saying. You're laughing because I do that all the time. It's like hilarious, but it'll be like, it'll May. actually be like Polish logic. It'll just be like, it'll be like my own brand of like logic that I've like fucking made up that you like literally don't know whether to be like. Did that just happen? Like you don't know whether to laugh, cry, or is it the craziest shit I've just ever heard in my life? It's the best. That's why I wish, you know. Without it sounding like a creepy cult, I wish we had cameras around the house all the time Ooh. to catch all this stuff. To keep you in line with our doctrine. I mean, no. Um, Supermodel documentary hour. <laughs> That's yeah. what we would use all the cameras for. But no, but really, like, this place intrigued me. So I was like, I want to watch this Vice documentary. So after watching the Vice documentary, like, first, we kind of delved into this documentary because they said, we're well, there an intentional community, but there was a big controversy around killing animals and stuff like that like usually when i see a lot of different like cults and things like that most a lot are are vegetarian or vegan and they all kind of um follow the same diet and is generally a generally cruelty-free sort of diet this was they're saying that they were claiming under the guise of a farm that they kind of like eat anything or do anything to any animal that was kind of there. Second indication, this may be a cult, when you start using very weird specific logical loopholes to get around something that would be considered indecent or improper or immoral. Like, for instance, killing, killing a domesticated cat, like a house cat. So Or, or taxidermy or, for a dog. Or taxidermy for a dog. This is something else they were doing here. So... There was one of the, like, I would say, like, probably one of the head girls because she was probably one of the most vocal. They don't have leaders. They don't have leaders here. They we just have very vocal people. Very. Specific vocal people. On TikTok making crazy fucking videos that, like, hers is down now, except she has, a like, a one, like, her original TikTok's down, but her, she has a new one. There's just three videos up. And one's like, I think we should like normalize wearing dog skin. It's like her and her boyfriend and they look fucked up. They look stoned, not on the pot. They look stoned on, I don't know what. Maybe Licking some, mushrooms or toads. Maybe licking mushrooms and toads in the forest. Because yeah, they look pretty fucked. Like, 
and they're wearing dog hides. So the story had gone that like the animal protection agencies has gone out there because this um, other person who was called like dirty human twunk, this person, they were following them on, on, on a twi- TikTok, and they called them out. That person called them out. They were Twonk. in the do- they were in the doc- documentary, and that person has since taken down their their TikTok as well. And so they're following this uh, these people on on TikTok and started calling them up and being like, you know, are they a cult? And kind of questioning them, questioning the TikTok. <laughs> you may videos. be a cult if it's like Letterman's top ten top ten signs. You may be a cult. Well, they're right in Macon County in Tennessee. So number one, they're in a sundown town like sundown county so for when anyone like for anyone that doesn't know what that means that's... I, I always thought it was macon like mm-hmm. like bacon like macon county no like macon like is it macon i don't yeah. know i honestly don't know macon bacon. I, I was just like oh macon <laughs> that sounds like bacon i like this cult <laughs> it's a meat cult <laughs> to be a successful cult you have to eat cats be, be in a county that sounds like bacon well it's a sundown county so anyone who is a person of color can't be out past like the sundown or like it's it's trouble it's major trouble so it's, it's an like, unwritten rule it's a, it's an unwritten very racist rule but they're yeah. aware of it like they're right in the middle yeah. of this county and that's where they are and so that makes it already a dangerous place to go so calling people to this place is already that's really fucking dangerous providing your address telling people where you are and asking people to come there yeah like but summoning them they, to come there. They have this constant advertisement. I'm surprised they haven't taken out like billboards where it's like, here's where we are. Come join us. Here's the address. Yeah. Come on. Do, 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 do. Right. At, and like they'll have it in letters at the top. But like they're not even ashamed of like, yeah. So what happened was the girl says we, we, a, a cat got into a chicken coop. It killed a bunch of chickens. So she wasn't the one who apparently who personally killed it. But they killed it. They ate it because apparently you don't uh, you don't waste anything on a farm. And then she um, somehow acquired the pelt, and then she turned it into a hat and wore it on TikTok. And then she also taxidermied her dog into a pat, uh, like its hide, its pelt into a hide where she had the tail around her. Like to me, almost I almost like uh, like a kilt. Yeah, like it was disgusting. And she had the tail wagging. Like it was. She said the dog had been hit by a car and things like that. I don't care. But did they eat the dog because you don't waste anything? I don't know on a farm, but I know that the animal like cruelty association had been out there, but they, they said things like, oh, they didn't bother with us. They knew after we'd gone, been out there that everything was cool. They wanted my autograph. They wanted, yeah, they wanted my autograph. I'm like, Mm, stop blowing smoke up your ass. I am tree. Well, or what, tree what I is love life. is that I think there's this, a bunch of half truths there. It's like, oh, animal protections agency was out here. Now they're gone. We don't know if there was a fine. We don't know if anything was levied. We don't know if there's a probationary thing. We don't know what thing. their com- like conversation was out there. Maybe one of the people did want their autograph. Who knows? But the tree is life. You egg share and rip off, motherfucker. What is going on? He's still got a TikTok going. And he is in other... Their final kind of thing that they said to, to, to Vice was, as they left, was that they had gotten so many threats and gotten so much crazy shit going on because of this TikTok kind of war back and forth with this cult talk sort of thing is what they had kind of hashtag. Yeah. Um, that they were getting so much heat going on that they just couldn't handle it anymore. They couldn't handle the pressure. They couldn't handle people, you know, bugging them. They just wanted to be left alone. So but that's so strange, right? Because it's, it's like... weird. They're going to black out. But like, don't poke the bear, right? Like mm-hmm. this ginger fella, I forget his name, the one you called this Ed Sheeran. I am, he's called a tree uh, I am tree tree of life or whatever no tree what do you call him oh I don't know this guy anyways this guy tree man. Uh, you know calls himself an amateur filmmaker or a media savvy social media guy and he's the one that encouraged everybody to start these TikTok accounts and kind of Tree is document life. Tree and is share. life is what they call it. Tree is life. He still has a TikTok that's up right now. And so he's he's the kind of media savvy one that says everybody should you know do your own TikTok things to showcase what we're doing. He's like the media cult leader. Yeah, he but he's but like, he's like off, head of communications. But they're an off but it's, the grid. Like, they're an off the grid. They're off place. the grid on TikTok, and he's <laughs> the fella that's kind of like advertising all this and like putting it out there and showcasing more and more and more of their beliefs and and their way of life and their alternative you know approach to sustainable living and but at the more i find the funny thing with it is the more and more they get called a cult 
the more and the more they kind of just like lean right into it. They're, they're just like, mm, but, like but what I'm saying is call like the cult and then make a video, a TikTok video where you're fucking Kool-Aid when he's dressed up as yeah. purple Kool-Aid and the rest of you are all drinking and being like, have you drank? Oh, the I want to talk yet? about that in a second. But they're complaining about the heat that they're getting from putting stuff on TikTok. So don't and yet they're showcasing it and engaging and like. Their rebuttals to to the accusations are like even things that are worse. Like you said, leading into it, like when they're they're cultier. Like, when they're point blank asked if they're a cult, they're saying no, we're not a cult, and they pass around a jug, like a gallon jug that's labeled Kool Aid, and taking turns drinking it. Like, oh, we can't be a cult if we're making fun of cult type <laughs> stuff. And like, have you had the Kool Aid? The like, other non-leader fellow who looks quite Amish in appearance. Even Ezekiel thinks that that guy's mind is gone. Weird Al. They, they like, ask oh him. God. They ask him. Point out <laughs> the vice uh, filmmaker. She says, you know, so is this a cult? And he goes, Oh no, we're not a cult. But I guess that's what a cult leader would say, right? I'm like, no. Even when he said that, I was like, Wow, poor man's Joaquin Phoenix. What the fuck? It's just. <laughs> I, like I said to you, I'm like this is this this cult is like a meta cult. It they're so cult. aware of all the cult uh, tropes that they're Absolutely. leaning into them and playing them up. And because they want to be so transparent that they're not a cult, th- they're using transparency they're to kind of very... distance themselves from it. But the more they distance themselves from being a cult by saying we're not because we don't do all these things, it's actually quite clear that you they, are doing them. And they all. do them things and they pull themselves towards it. And like they say that they have no religion, but they do because they all follow the same well, what's, sort of thing. Well, like, religion is just a belief system. Exactly. It's just a belief structure. And they're all on this. Are we all on this? Yes, we're on mm-hmm. this. We're on the counting system. They do this counting system with their fingers at a council. The counting council. It's it just it's it's ridiculous. Like it's to me, it's a very I'm gonna say I'm gonna call it and say cult. I've been in one, okay, man. I'm gonna call it and say cult. I'm gonna say really fucking poorly organized cult. I'm gonna say amateur cult. Amateur like wannabe, fuck. like summer cult. <laughs> it's a summer cult. Summer punk. It's cult. like what we do for summer vacation because I feel like if they were in a place where it snowed, it'd be like this cult thing is kind of too hard. It's like, hey, do you like guys so, just like want to start a cult like for the summer? It's like what totally. if we got together and like you know we did this whole thing and like we can make it work and then it's like the leaves start to change. It's like. Mm getting cold it's labor cold. day is kicking and i was like yeah maybe i'll just go back to school i'm sick of burning firewood Fuck now, maybe, this. I'll, maybe i'll finish that degree in quantum physics i think i'll just go back to my rich parents hmm. but also like the problem with a lot of these places is that they call people on that they're not fucking ready for also because they call yes. people on that have when people go to cults and i mean people that are really actually reaching out for help and these are the people that end up needing to be like deprogrammed at the end, like when they get out of cults. I will talk about deprogramming later, but when you go to a cult, you're usually in a place where you are so destitute and you're so distraught that, or you need to help someone or you need to help so much. You feel the need and you draw towards those people and those people are drawn towards you. It's a, it's there's, a there's a vacuum time. in you that is reaching out f- like for something to like take its place there, there Absolutely. there's like a hole missing in you and you're looking to e- either fill it by doing something yeah or by somebody giving something to you exactly and like a cult fills both of those voids right and like so a lot of times there's people that are going out there that have just you know been in trouble with the law and you know they're trying to just get better or there's people who've had you know mental health problems or they've had problems with addiction and things like that and they're just trying to again like get better and be better and there aren't the resources, these cults and these places and these organizations, they don't have the resources to help these people and these people that they need. They can't just say, well, we run off intuition. And, uh, you know, and if we have a bad gut feeling about somebody, we just ask them to leave. I'm like, sorry, you can't just have a fucking astral projection, dream about someone, think, oh, this person, you know, we'll just ask them to leave. You're going to be responsible for that person after they go? Like, you called them there. There's a weird, like, institutionalization comfort within a cult, right? Because you're building up this, like we said, a religion, a belief system, a structure. A community. That people, a community where people feel they belong and can contribute to and simultaneously get something out of. Exactly, they're like part of it. Like in an impactful way, they're not just a number. They yeah. have a role. Uh, they even may have a weird title. Again. You may have a weird <laughs> title and you may have a very This may be a cult role. if a figure head has a interesting made up weird title yeah interesting weird title or a, a, a weird name or if there's anything like strange that you worship that you wouldn't worship like in the normal like what hmm. these people these people from the garden would call what did they call the normal world the babylonian society that's what they call like uh, how how we would live 
like how you and I would live, they would refer to as Babylonian society. It may society. be a cult if <laughs> the group of individuals try to label the outside world as something archaic and vastly wrong. Crazy old Babylon. So uh, it did come out that she probably did kill it and did eat it. The cat. Yeah, and stuff like that. And, yeah. and it's not a good place. I just don't think... It seems like a good place if you're a good friend and you're a good cult and you're nice to people. Is there a good cult? No, but I'm saying if you're if you're trying to preach love and happiness and stuff like that, why be in a sundown community if you're like not friends to people of color? Why call those people there? You, you know, know the thing I mean? that bothered me the Are you most put from them the, in danger? You know the thing that bothered me most about that vice documentary? What? See There's if you kids there. Yeah, I know. The baby in the baby carrier? In the little, yeah, in the baby carrier in the front. That bothers me. It's like, because if you want to be a, like a, you know, a teenager, a teenage summer punk and like, you know, take off on your parents because you don't like, you know, the rules under the roof. Or you want to be a 20 year old Or you're done, you're done college yeah. or you're, you know, burning some years after high school. Or you haven't found yourself quarter life crisis. Go do what you want. Yeah. When you bring kids into it where they no. don't have a choice. No. It just Fuck feels no. a little wrong. No, and they don't have a choice. It's like you can't. You can't bring. I mean, well, I mean you parents can are bring... the ones that are supposed to be choosing and protecting, and it's their choice and their way of looking after them. But I, I feel like it's a little wrong. Well, I can. I hate to say this, and I, I can't. I can't wait to hate to say this, but like, I, apparently, you can bring kids to a cult because I saw it with my own two fucking eyes. We'll get to that. I, I was going to say, is this like the big third act that we're building up? No, to? No, we're going to. Well, we are building up to it. It's fucked. Like it's it's really fucked that. I was, you know, impacted by that and I saw all that. And yeah, kids were involved. Uh, I would not say anything in like a sexual way or anything like that, but kids were involved and just they saw things that they probably didn't really understand or were at the age psychologically that was palatable to them, I think. So I think that's, that's that super, me. super, super, super inappropriate for kids to kind of be involved in that. You know, they claim they have no religious, you know, these calls, they say they have, these religions have no place, you know, for, for kids, but apparently, apparently there is. Yeah, well, I mean, you want to indoctrinate them at a young age so that it, that it seems like oxygen, right? Oh, yeah, because cults, well, they do the, the, the... Young, impressionable, naive. Well, they do the BITE acronym, and I was talking to you about the BITE acronym, that's important, because... All the stuff about cults, they are going to use a BITE acronym to control certain aspects of your life. They're going to control B, BITE, B, behavior. They want to control your behavior. That's one thing you're going to look for. They want to control information, control the information that you're receiving, control the information that you are also like giving out and exchanging, any information like kind of like, books you're reading, movies you're watching, media you're consuming, anything, people that you're mm -hmm. hanging out with. Thought, T, 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 the, the bite in the T and bite is thought. They want to control your thoughts. They want to have control over your thoughts. They want to know what you're thinking. Oh, I thought that was telling. No, oh, no, that's telling, all right. I thought, I thought the T was for telling who you're telling and who, what you're talking about. Well, thought, no, it's not telling, but you can't tell. E is emotion. They want control over your emotion. Okay. They want to know what's going on up there. They want to know about your emotions and what you're feeling they always want to talk about your feelings some of these cults have like a strange doctrine of you know when they have emotions and things they have like billion year contracts that you have to sign talking about your emotions i feel i find that most cults prefer you to be almost like apathetic or get to a point where you don't have emotions where you become like like a vulcan where you're just like dial tone it is absolutely you, illogical where you're not reactionary absolutely. one way or another so that you're always within that you know five to seven range out of ten they want you to be between like a two and a four like in a cult like seriously they want you to be on like 1950s housewife barbiturates like choose you like just like seriously just like just chugging along in the train station, like not giving a fuck, like at all. They do want apathetic, but they also want people that care. They want people that are helpers. They want people that feel like, again, called to do something, like they have a, a greater purpose to do something. And they want people that need not an elevated sense of importance, but like an elevated sense of like helping people, like feeling good about doing something for a, for a bigger 
cause and they just get kind of caught in the crossfire. Some of those cults were like we talked about Nexium and 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 the DOS cult on the first one and mm. Keith Renier and his crazy branding and stuff and yeah. Allison Mack was just recently charged for that and a few of the other people yeah. have involved with that. Prefect and Vanguard and all. Yeah. But I mean, we didn't talk about like Scientology is another huge cult that uh, that a lot of people are aware of, but not too aware of. They call it the Church of Scientology. Obviously, it was it was invented by L. Ron Hubbard, who has gone on to 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 pen all kinds of works, even arts of businesses and things of how business works and the art of business management and things of that nature. But L. Ron Hubbard had people kind of come to the Church of Scientology. They got in through a personality test. And then became servants or slaves of the church. And if you didn't really want to work for the church for free, you had to donate like a shit boat ass ton load of money like Tom Cruise to there. And I mean, even Elizabeth Moss has been noticed saying, you know, open your mind to other religions. All right, Handmaid's Tale. She's a Scientologist as well. They, They believe in an overlord called Xenu who is an intergalactic overlord. They getting into the Church of Scientology, you have to sign a billion year contract. A billion year contract. Because you're going to the star fucking lord anyway. But also, they they give collateral at this church. And this is something that they do with program. I don't know if you've ever seen the, the movie The Master with Philip Seymour Hoffman. No. Oh God! I got it. If it's on Prime, I got to make you watch it. It's so good. It's it's, it's Paul old. Thomas Anderson. I like it. Joaquin Phoenix. It's excellent. But I mean, is it's more about how he believes that you know humans are not really humans. They're just kind of intellectual animals, and we'll get into that later. That just have instincts, and we're not really our true human selves. So we'll always punish these people for saying you know you're a dumb animal, dumb animal. And these are kind of things that Scientology does. They talk to these people about the deepest darkest times in their lives and then they use them on them later so they don't fucking ever leave the church for a billion trillion killions billions million years scared the shit out of me lady well fucking cults scared the shit out of me we got the cargo cult next i don't know if you ever heard of the cargo cult Mm-mm. the cargo cult is fucked the cargo cult i'm gonna put my notes on my lap so they're right in front of me because it's crazy okay so there was this cult was I read about this on the internet. It was it was it was it was run by a guy named Stephen Tan. Can I guess based on the name? Can we play that game? Sure. Cargo cult. I'm guessing that it's people that lived in like shipping containers and got kind of shipped around the world as as a commune picking up other drifters. That's what I wish it was. I wish it was that <sighs> It's actually really centered along cannibalism and murder in in in, in New Guinea, in Papua New Guinea. Um, there was a leader named Stephen Tari who encouraged his people to follow him. He, so he started wearing white robes as he got more followers. He started preaching his own kind of twisted version of the gospel and referring to himself as Black Jesus. Now that they're referring to yourself as Jesus at all is like a, that's a huge thing. You that's may a be lot a of things that cult leaders <laughs> do. They say that, that you know, the Lord Christ, is speaking yeah. through them, right? Exactly. So or like, if you, if you present yourself as a Christ-like figure, or you have the Christ, the, Messiah. the Christian consciousness born through you, or the Jesus is yeah. born through you, or all these things. Well, he led his wonderful followers into the jungle to live very primitively, and he led them to murder and subsequently cannibalize tons of people. They slaughtered a virgin and drank her blood, and um, he was subsequently found and hacked to death in 2013 because they, uh, they kidnapped a girl from the village, and she was very prominent, so like 80 men got together and got together and went to his house and hacked him to pieces, which I'm not going to say that he didn't deserve. I feel like he probably didn't have a house that he called it like some sort of like temple or shrine. Temple or shrine or kingdom house or something king's like that. House. And that his place within Papua New Guinea was actually like Mama New Guinea or something like that. <laughs> Just because, you know, if you're the head of a cult, you can make any rules you want. Yeah, you can be wherever you want. Well, there are some pretty like out there cults that like journalists have been really fascinated by but they've been too scared to go see for instance like the agori sect this was one that i like didn't know too much about because 
there's not too much on them. There's like a few like YouTube videos and stuff like that. And they're like really fucking scary. I've read about them before, but they are yeah, again, gory again, they're more cannibals. Well, I was gonna, I can, I can, based on the name, I couldn't guess what they are. Well, they're a Hindu sect actually, but they heavily believe in Shiva or Kali. So that is okay. the goddess of death, as you know, so, yeah. in Hinduism. And I mean, uh, uh, November is Hinduism Awareness Month and uh, Hindu Hinduism D Visibility Month. So this is kind of neat. I hope timely. This is a uh, very timely for that. This <laughs> to is to talk about the representation of. We don't want to represent of the Hindu culture. Let's talk about, talk about your this. cult and cultures. No, seriously. Like, we're you just put the we're cult and culture. We we're just celebrating like Diwali with our young or our eldest in school and learning about that. So now we're going to learn about the Agar Agori sect. They believed in death and destruction. So obviously, as Kali needs to sacrifice every time she got hungry, it was um, rib night. It rhymes with necrophilia, um, and it's necrophilia. So it was a lot of corpse grinding, and they'd also eat dead people. You think they had that instead of the rec room and the neck room? You know, like the corpse grinder? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Remember I don't when know. we watched Cannibal Holocaust the other day? Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, like, "Do you want to watch Cannibal Holocaust?" I watched it one time when I was a teenager. It was great. I love the opening music, and I was just like. I like, and I like turned it on. I was like, man, this is fucking boring. Well, you you turned to me. You're like, so you think this is actually like real life footage because of the, it's purported to be like a documentary, like found footage, like found footage documentary. And like the guys like burst through like the tree line, waving their guns like this, like spraying bullet fire. It's so I'm funny. Just like, like, I don't think it's documentary footage. Don't think so there, National Geographic. Get the fuck out of here. And you're just like, <laughs> it's not real, Tanya. I'm like, okay. Like, click. Yeah, and that reminds you of the works. Like, well, no one's been able to get near these guys because they had one interview on a beach with this, like, a gory, like, master guy and his hair up in a big, like, warrior knot and he had dreads. He looked like a hardcore motherfucker. The journalist <laughs> is trying to talk to him and he's like, you shut your mouth. And you say one more thing and they've got the, like the words like underneath the him and like says, subtitled. Yeah. I'm gonna cut off your fucking head and drink your blood. I'm just like journalist is just like and they gave him a necklace of fucking teeth to wear on his head. The journalist had to wear that? Yeah. The Agori tribe made him wear it. Would you wanna wear like human remains on Fuck your no. on your person? Nope. I wouldn't even want my own human remains on my on my person. I don't even want a root canal in my mouth. <laughs> that needs to be too root canal. Take it out. If, you oh, arm, if your arm needed to die, would you want it on? You, 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 you'd amputate it. If your tooth dead, why the fuck would you leave that inside your mouth with a root canal? Get rid of that fucking shit. Hey, they pulled that fucking controversial ass documentary. Yeah, off I was gonna of say, you know what? Netflix. The jury's still out. Whatever. I have had a root canal. Sadly to say, you still love me. I still love you, but I'm saying, I'm sadly, I am retired from dental industry. Sadly, I have a dentist tell you to get a. Goddamn root canal. I am going to have to lean the other way. Sorry. Get it extracted. Get yourself an implant later on in life. Cost you a little bit more money. Back to cults. Do you think they pull teeth in cults? What do you think the dentist plan is like in most cults? I'm guessing it's like barbershop leeching. Like like needle nose pliers? Yeah. Like midsummer fucking cult. I agree. What about the superior universal alignment? This is a dead cult, the SUA. Superior. Universal alignment, the SUA. Again, they were founded is in this Argentina. Like, is this like a celestial thing? No. Well, kind of, yes. I feel like there's something by the stars there. Is because there. like aliens came back and told her that like God yeah. didn't even exist. Well, this okay. was actually found, founded by a woman in her late 70s at the time. They were in, 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 in Argentina. It's never too late to make your mark, folks. Uh, they were followed a satanic murder ritual. This woman, this woman, Valentina de Andrade, she found messages that she'd received from aliens that god didn't exist and jesus was actually an alien who was tasked with bringing the end of times so those that purged evil it, would be saved it may be a cult if somebody gets messages from an unknown higher power or entity from beyond especially this alien jesus is telling them it's not god and you know what how do you purge yourself of evil how do you purge yourself of evil how would you think you purge yourself of evil rob uh, I'm guessing I have to drain my blood. Close, not yours. 
Oh, well, somebody else's? Maybe yours. Like boys if I was full of evil. Killing boys after 1981. So the boys that were born after 1981. So she encouraged her followers to give up their baby boys that were born after 1981. Otherwise, they would just kidnap them. Why 81? I don't know what the year was. There's the no year information the on the significance. Cack. I know, it was the year of the cack. But 19 boys were mutilated and murdered. Five were never found. Okay. I'm serious. Why mutilate and murder? Why not just murder? Well, Efficiency. I don't know what it is with this, the mutilation, because the five that were, they were not found. I don't know what happened with them. But the boys that did escape, because a number of them escaped, they were found castrated. So that's what I mean by mutilated. So I don't know what yeah. happens here with these fucking people that abduct these young kids. Again, kids, they have no place in a, a cult. We got the Order of the Solar Temple. That's one that was founded in Geneva. I wish there was something more cryptic than that. I just Two like think... rich white dudes founded. They wanted to do it with like like the Knights of the Templar kind of style with churches underground and stuff and kind of make. Why would you have a church underground if it's dedicated to the sun? Well, they ended up having lodges around the world and riches around the world. Lodges. A lot of it money. It may be a cult if you have a lodge somewhere. Well, a lodge, actually, a baby was murdered in one of the lodges in Quebec during a ritualistic thing. Oh, the Quebec and Lodge. So, that was controversial. Where's the Black Lodge? <laughs> the Quebec Lodge. The Quebec Lodge. Oh, like, where's the Black Lodge? Well, the, the, the one in, that one in Quebec, just right, the on the, right on the right, the Red Lodge, right on the uh, border there. That one's crazy. But then again, they killed dozens of people across the world and then called members in a mass suicide on December 23rd, I think, 1995, to fight oppression, mass oppression across the world, killed themselves in a mass suicide. Well, I don't think it uh, changed much. 16 bodies were found in a star formation in France. You're dead. All right, then. There are a few other temples, like, you know, the Temple of Lucifer was just a satanic cult that was... It was run by a man named Victor Damien Ross, who claims to be the actual son of the devil himself. Hmm. He raises... Do you think he just got, like, angry as a teenager and said, my middle name's Damien. I bet I can convince people I'm the son of the devil. Well, he convinces people they can be millionaires by making a pact with the devil and, like, selling their soul to the devil's... Uh, to the devil to, to, to gain their riches. Like, why not just go be a millionaire by your fucking self? Why sell your soul to the devil? And he calls his followers like Luciferians and they, they have like a real blood Because people like temple. to cut corners. And if oh. they think they can get ahead by selling their soul, then go ahead. Don't work. Don't work hard. Work smart. And Atheists. just work for the devil. Atheists don't believe in any God or afterlife or souls or anything like that, right? Yeah, nothing. Do you think an atheist could sell their soul? No. You don't believe in... You can't sell something you don't believe in. But what if somebody said, I'll give you a check for a million dollars if you sell me your soul? Atheists don't believe in it. I'm serious. I know atheists. Okay. They wouldn't. It's not within their principles to do I'll it. I'll accept that answer. No, no. And then, obviously, there have been all kinds of, like, cults, especially in Asia. And I found one of the most crazy cults yeah. is the Aleph cult, that Japanese doomsday cult, like, from 1987. They kind of claimed to be a Buddhist group. But actually, they had really, really, uh, surprisingly radical ideas that involved biological warfare and doomsday end of the world shit. They actually carried out biological warfare attacks, most famously that March 1995 subway biological attack that actually got uh, 13 commuters killed because they were sick and it affected over a thousand people. That was really bad that that happened in Tokyo. Now, what about that doesn't scream Buddhism? None of it screams All of Buddhism. It. All of it I'm like the Dalai Lama somewhere shaking his head because that that does not scream Buddhism to me because I have studied Buddhism, Zen Buddhism since I was a young teenager and none of that screams Buddhism to me. I'm going to reach out to the Buddhist community here and say, does any of that sound Buddhist to you? Mm, not like I just, does he look like a Buddhist? That's what Samuel L. Jackson would say. Did he look like a Buddhist? Yeah. Like seriously. And Check out the big belly on Buddha. And no shit. <laughs> and finally, one of the most fucked up cults ever, the KKK, Ku Klux Klan. Klan's just another word for cult. Their headquarters now, I think, is in Arkansas. They're white supremacists. They're definitely classified as a terrorist organization. Yeah, I've always thought of them as an organization more than a cult. 
What do you think a cult is? It's an organization of yeah, like-minded well, people. I mean, th this but is where the lines of them always as blur. Right? A terrorist organization, because that's what they are. But a lot of these cults are terrorist organizations. Assholes and sheets, like exactly. honestly. They are assholes and sheets, but they're down with the white purification of you know the land and they're in and they're indoctrinating your children into this shit too so that's a cult the kkk is 100 percent a cult so in my mind oh yeah those are some of like just some of the worst cults you can kind of think of in my mind the worst uh, cults you, can you may be of. a cult if you've got like some sort of weird bizarre twist that other cults haven't thought of yet it's almost like coming up with superheroes, right? Like, yeah. well, it can't be Spider-Man because that's a thing. That's it, a can, thing it can't right. be a, a Batman because that's a thing. What could it be? What can our cult be? What's the flavor of our cult that's so different the than flavor anyone? of the week? Can we be the sun cult? No, there's the sun temple can one. Can we be the moon can't cult? Can't do that. Can we be cannibal cult? No, there's a few like that. It's like almost horror genres, exactly. right? There's like the thrillers, the slashes, Slash the gore ones. Which kind of cult are we going to be? Like, it's weird. And then for me... I got to, I'm not going to say this right out loud first, but we're going to get, we're going to get into the father of the father of the cult that I mm. got into. The figurehead mm. was actually born in Colombia, in Bogota, Colombia in 1917. So I'll give you a little bit of background about the cult that I got into. That was in another episode. You're going to be Are able you to... sure you want to talk about this? Yeah, I am going to talk about this. They don't know where I live. They don't know where I live. Are we like, but we're broadcasting our pirate signal from someone. Yar. Yar. This is a pirate signal. Pirate signal. It's like pirate radio. Well, number one, the cult leader, all, like all of them are dead. So like really like. Okay. The figurehead of this cult was born in 1917 in Bogota in Colombia. His He was born uh, just a regular man. His name was Victor Manuel Gomez Rodriguez. And then sometime he changed his name to Semiel and where after the master angel archangel samuel um apparently came to him like him in a dream or like a, an epiphany something like that and uh he lived in bogota colombia for a very long time and started a movement there with some books some called the great rebellion the perfect matrimony the yellow book the initiatic path occult medicine he wrote over 60 books he did a lot of occult and esoteric teachings. He used teachings from Helena Blavatsky. He used teachings from Rudolf Steiner. He kind of put a lot of esoteric and occult things together. And he kind of taught a lot about esoteric spirituality, becoming, you know, the best kind of self you can be, eliminating something you he would call your ego. And your ego in a Christian sense of the word would be anything like your Sloth, wrath, pride, seven deadly envy. Sins. Yeah, your seven deadly sins. You, you, eh, even things, things that everybody can say, yeah, I really shouldn't have that stuff. So you may be a cult with, uh, this may be a cult if on the surface it sounds good. Exactly, but it's it's time to eliminate these things because these are the things that are not making you human. These are the egos, that anger you're feeling, those emotions you're feeling. That's, that's, that's not though. real, that's not ego. That's That's part of your basically saying that's a constant master samuel and this is what people call him master samuel and war yeah he had a wife a regular woman her name was like arnolda gomez she was married to him they ended up calling her like venerated mistress like a vm litalantes and there were two people up in the in the temple in which i worshipped which was somebody's fucking house it's still in london even though they don't uh, they don't have the temple there anymore it's run in another place i found out which is fucked that they're still running this motherfucking cult. It's fucked. That's what pisses me off the most, that it's still fucking going. So... Yeah, but what, what do you want to, like, take it down? No, I don't want to take it down, but I think it's fucking dangerous, and I think people should fucking know that this shit goes on right under our nose. It's right under the surface, right under the veil of uh, of shadows here. Like, all of a sudden, you... You go to the library and you go to this place and everything's cool. You go to the society, you think you're going to turn so cool. You're going to meet some new friends and learn about dreaming and, and anthropology. And you're going to study people and astral projection and dreams in the dreaming world. And then bam, motherfucker, like fucking number 11 comes in there and flips over the Dungeons and Dragons fucking board. And all of a sudden you're in the upside down with the Demogorgons. And it's a bunch of these women and they all speak Colombian and they're all coming at you and they'll solve 
before you know it, you're in a fucking blindfold. And, and this is just like the first meeting. That was not the first meeting. The first meeting, it all went really smooth. Everything was cool. It was, pre like I say, it was presentations. Okay, so. It was mostly from PowerPoint your, presentations. From your PowerPoint presentation at the, the library or community rec center. Yeah. How many, did you call them meetings? Mm -hmm. How many meetings did you have before you were in the upside down? Oh my God. Like I, like when we were actually at the like, house, is it, it a weekly temple, thing? It was, yeah, it was a weekly thing. We went, I'm like, we're going to go to, I'm just going to say the word. It was called IGAS, which is the International Gnostic Association for Anthropological Studies. So they call themselves IGAS. Oh, so it's really just an themselves. educational pursuit. Okay, well, we went to it and we just called it Gnostics. We're like, we're going to Gnostics. It's like people are like, we're going to Girl Guides. We go Gnostics and Gnosis really is, and Samuel Anwar being self-proclaimed father of Gnosis. Gnosis is just the Greek word for knowledge and just basically means man kind of know thyself, which is kind of like the nosite ipsum sort of deal. So I was down with that. You know, man know thyself or woman know herself. Just get in tune with yourself. I thought it was yeah. kind of, I thought it was a bit sexist at first, but I'm like, whatever, I'll let this slide. Whatever, man know thyself. I have a big fat vagina and I don't want to know myself. Why no one has a big brown beaver and she strokes it all the time. Well, maybe it's not big or brown, but... That's all. It's horrifying. It's Go horrifying. So, so I thought this is not bad going back to these back and forth meetings. We we're talking about dreams, dream yoga, working out yoga, breathing, meditation, all things to calm you down, all things that I already do, things that I love. But now you get to do them with other people. Exactly. It's great. But you know, other people have like-minded questions. And there's a few little hippies out there like me that play like ukulele. We're going to these retreat we went to one particular treat retreat i remember and i went with my friends and we had this mantra where you had to seal something with the seal of the serpent and i had a partner with me at the time who was not of the gnostic descent and he did not want to drink the kool-aid he did not want to join the club he kind of was like this is fucking weird tanya like this is some weird shit i will come with you we're doing some like yoga and some runes and he like fell asleep under a tree but he did experience us doing this Ritual. This is way before kids. Way to make the sign of a snake like this. <laughs> I know. Oh my god! And this is like so against like the book. If you told anyone these teachings, oh my god, you're kicked out. And like people are still going to this. So we're making signs of the snake. You had to serpent it down to the ground with a fucking lightning bolt, and you had to make the sound of the snake. <laughs> I don't know if you're in Slytherin or having a shitty time with a sparkler on Canada Super Day. Super horrible. He pissed himself. He fucking pissed himself. He couldn't even hold it in. I was like, and like to him at the time, I was like, oh my god, shut the fuck up! You're embarrassing me in front of my happy friends. And like there was one guy there who was like dressed up in an all like leather suit that he had like sewed for himself and like the whole time he was there he looked like he had like a satchel of arrows on his back and little elf ears and like the person that I was with at the time was like oh my god Legolas Legolas and I was like shh like don't make fun of this person oh my because god. they look like they were in Lord of the Rings like it actually like it to me D &D. it actually fucking was like a loss it, it, it was it was, it was <sighs> Orlando Bloom. you guys met at the prance and pony to go over the quest yeah well we did it was it was fucking weird so i mean it meant knowledge so i was like let's go but then all of a sudden i got flipped into the upside down all of a sudden we're we're done first chamber everything's done all of a sudden they start teaching about a lot about sex because one of the biggest things in the perfect matrimony this book by samuel anwar was that between a man and a woman, and Gnostics is very about men and women. If you don't have a man and a woman to practice this, what they would call a transmutation of energy, basically not jizzing, remaining chaste. So humping as much as you want. You can sex it up and have all the sex, but doing all these different breathing exercises to bring up your kundalini, that's your, your sexual center consciousness. So basically their relief was the more that you kind of blew your load and let it out the more you were stupid and you're kind of like letting that all that seed go down to satan but if you were saving that light up in your body i'm like you're gonna get ball cancer that's what i think we were saving that light in your body they thought that that was going to somehow go to your consciousness and you were going to become some enlightened person as soon as i heard the sex thing i was just like well the person that i was with at the time we weren't really having sex so i was like this is not going to be a problem for me this is like that cult that shania was in no sex called that Shania Twain was in. I, well, she, I didn't know she was in a cult. 
Oh my god, we'll talk about that another that time. That don't impress me much. That don't impress me much either, but Shania was in like a sex for only babies cult. I don't know who was with Mutt Lang or whoever it was with, but anyways, off the topic of that. But so, transmutation of energy, so you're not allowed to spill the cup. So no one's coming cup to the party over tonight. Again. The, the train will not be arriving in the station, and no one's blowing the load because you're not allowed to. So like, Talk about a sucky, fucky religion. I love that they, like, save this whole aspect. Like, For, like, when, last. Once you're, like, down the road. By the way, no jizzing. Exactly. But, like, because in 1954, Samael Anwar said he was, like, meant to be the verb or a messenger of God. So people started really following him from, from Colombia all the way over to Mexico. And he had a sem- uh, ceremony where he said he had... He birthed his inner Christ, and he had his followers refer to him as Master Samael and his wife as Venerated Mistress Lidlantes. He calls his teachings the doctrine of the synthesis. He claims it's the highest liberation of accomplishment, and it's the the thing that you want most is having like the Christification of like your consciousness. You want your consciousness to wake up. There are three parts of your body. There are your ego. So, like I say, those are your seven seven deadly sins. Your essence, and that's like the purest part of you. That's your consciousness. That's the part that we, that's the part that we strive to. That's the part in the cult they strive to work towards. You want to be conscious. Your conscious being that inside of you, there are inner worlds that they believe you're kind of like working up, sort of an inner emotional, spiritual ladder. By doing all this different work within the outer worlds to try to work on your inner worlds. And then they are heavily reliant on astral projection and things that you see in other worlds too. That you see while you're in your inner worlds. But into this cult, when it really got bad for me was when we had this initiation. And I was pregnant with my first. And I, like I say on, the, on my first episode, that I went out to this place, to this horse sanctuary actually. I went out to a horse sanctuary. That's not where we were today, where I was on Instagram. We were not at a horse sanctuary. Although it is, it is like a hippie oh, farm. Oh, rusty. It is like a hippie farm horse sanctuary. Because those horses, all they do is just eat hay and just hang out all day. And they have free-range free chickens. Hey, so man. The, want some hay? So the kids, just, the kids just fucking love it. They can just feed the horses and just, like, chill out with animals. No one's there. I don't believe what I'm hearing. It's just... Go so ahead. So this was at a hippie farm sanctuary. I go out there, it's nighttime. We have a meal. I'm pregnant at the time. We're all wearing these blue fucking robes that button down all the way to our feet and are wearing sandals. Me and the girl that I'm getting initiated with get sensorily deprivated. We get fucking blindfolded, put in a room that's all completely black with blindfolds on. So already I'm getting blindfolded. So already I'm like, motherfucker, they're gonna make me drink the Kool-Aid. And so are the Gnostics, the Gnostics, those dirty Gnostics stuck my ass in solitary confined with my friend, which is like a book opening to like a Bible reading and like a candle and a bird. There's supposed to be some symbolism in there. And they say they took us out of the room. So like when you're in blackness for that long and you come into a room that's light, there is a bit of like sensory deprivation that goes on. So it fucks with your head a little bit. So they put us in front of mirrors so we could see our true selves. And then they made us drink something sweet and something bitter to kind of experience the duality of life. And then they turned on the lights and everything was like dungeons and fucking dragons. People had chalices and cups and swords and all kinds of fucked up shit. And all the people that I'd like known previously had like masks was on. Was there music playing? I don't remember if there was music playing. There was there was like it just sounds like chanting eyes wide and shut. stuff. There was like chanting and stuff and they wanted us to do a prayer. And by that time I was just like, okay, everyone's got like a sword and some shit. This like stuff looks like legit. I am fucking out. I like couldn't wait to go home. It's like McCulloch's has no swords. Now I know where they went. No, this was like legit, legit swords. And this woman had Was there like one person with like a foam sword? like, I forgot mine. So this is like a stand in. All of them were real. And like. The lady How was, dumb do you have to feel to like put the sword in your car to go to the lady, like? Well, no, the lady was guiding me was like literally like the Mayflower princess because there's like a high priestess and a high priest, and these people were like who were involved. Oh my god! It may when be I a, opened my eyes, I just was not prepared for what the fuck I saw, at all. That's the awakening. It may be a cult it wasn't if for me. there's decorative props and costumes. 
if you're dressing up as other people. So, like, honestly, when I left, I, like, I literally left my shit there. I went home. I freaked out. Like okay. I said, I didn't, I didn't go fucking back. And that was it for me. I'm glad I got it when I fucking did. No cult deprogramming needed. Because a lot of the times, when you get out of a cult, you need to be deprogrammed. Because some of the stuff that happens in a cult is so goddamn stressful. You got to get it out to somebody. And again, I have talked to people about this. So I don't know if I've been like deprogrammed, but I've definitely talked to doctors and specialists about cultiness and like what happened. And, you know, I definitely got that off my chest. Okay. You had cult questions. Uh, yeah, but I got to rewind the tape because you're glossing over so much here. What am I glossing over? So the blindfold comes off. You're in the world of Final Fantasy all of a this sudden. lady's basement, basically. <laughs> Mom, is me love done yet? We're not no, done like, the blindfold ceremony. She has like, a big house out in the middle of the country made of all like adobe clay. Looks like it's made somewhere like overseas. It like, reminds me of one of my aunt's houses in Germany. Big, beautiful home. Okay, the blindfold comes off. Yes. You see your surroundings. I'm with my girlfriend. How many seconds does it take for you to decide, I'm out? Oh, it was like immediate. I was like, what in the actual and was it, fuck? Was it the ruse that like, hey, we were supposed to, we went from like a yoga class that, you know, preaches ancient knowledge and like higher being to D&D? Was it that switch it was, or was it? All of a sudden I felt really fucking unsafe. All okay. of a sudden I was like, I feel like I can't get the fuck out of here. I feel like there's no one here I can trust. Even the person that I'm with, like, who's having this happen to them too, seems like, like not too bad and okay with it because they had their husband there with them. My partner at the time was not into it. And like, I had some friends that I'd grown up with that was like, were in it and stuff. But I'm like, I need to like get out now. So did you finish the meeting and then Lee, or did you like, just like, yeah, I'm good. And like, I didn't take have a car. Off. I didn't have a car. So I finished the meeting and I kind of just like stood there like. How much time was left like, from like. Like, like the... an hour. What did you do for an hour? Like roll the dice? Like did you get a D20 or I went to the bathroom and I barfed. I went to the bathroom. I threw up. I had a glass of water. I had some like baklava or something and some apricots. So you think. Tracking chips. Whatever. And then I remember being like very early pregnant in there. And one of the guys was like. Oh, you got a little Gnostic in there? And he patted me on the belly and I'm just like, oh, fuck, me. God damn it, I hope not. And I just like went home and I'm just like, mm. Now, this person that you were with, you mentioned that her husband was there. Do you think she was going along with it because her husband was there or that Definitely. she truly wanted to be there? And No, I think that she was going along with it because her husband was there too. Because like, I mean, her and her husband are not together anymore. And uh, Did she continue on until their marriage split? Yeah, she did. She definitely continued on with it until the marriage split. And so I think definitely that person Weird. is... I think anyone who's been in that program for an extended period of time needs some definite decult, like cult deprogramming and to, to speak to someone because they're going to get themselves into more shit. And now, like the one guy that we were following kind of, he passed away and it got to this other guy. I'm not going to say his name. He made the cult really about sex. He always loved talking about it. He's like, I know when I'm practicing with my wife, like, like she lets me practice, you know, with her all the time. I'm like, so you just like basically get on top of your wife and hump her and like nothing happens for her. Sounds like your wife fucking hates her life. Or Laval Sounds Cassidy, like there's a divorce in the future. Exactly, like, sounds like your wife's got a boyfriend, honey. Like, like seriously. So, sounds like your wife likes the hood and the cane for other reasons. That, that cult is ridiculous and again like i say it's still running in london it's gnosis or like i say igus so when you go to the library and you see something from the international is okay gnostic association is this a harmful studies. thing because it's harmful to people and what they think is it just like a fun saturday night thing that we do as a community no different than they have their children they've had their children like being bathed by cedar smoke and stuff like that at like six and seven years old these kids don't know what this means. It's okay for an adult to take that vow and do mantras and get as weird as you want. You know what I mean? I have friends that do some weird sh fucking shit. Do I frown upon like that? No, because they don't have their kids involved. It's like adults only. It's something they want to do on a Saturday night. It's their thing. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, this, and this is the problem I have with organized religion, like you know the proper the proper churches. Exactly. Getting kids in there, doing that stuff early. Like, if you exactly. were an adult and wanted to approach my friends who really like want to get their weird on, who aren't in cults that don't have a cult thing, they go and do it on a Saturday night. Their kids don't even know about it. They really want to. They like, want to get, get their cult on. They want to get no, not is, get their, no. I said is they it fashionable get, to be in a cult? No, I said they want to get their weird on. They don't want to get their cult on because they don't want anyone to follow them and they, they do it. It's their own business. Cults, they don't, the cults need to recruit people. Friends of mine who want to get their weird on, they don't need to recruit people. They already have their own little like club of weird friends. Like, and they do their own thing and the they love it. Club of weird friends. Yeah. We call it band practice. We call it band practice. <laughs> we call it goth mom shit. I have a question for you though. What's that? Okay. Let's say you were starting a cult. Okay. It's not a cult because nobody starts a cult. Not intentionally. They or just do, start an organization. It's the outsiders that label it a cult. Ugh, outsiders. Crazy old Babylonians. How would you build your cult is, is part one of the question. Like, what would be the foundations of, of your cult? Absolutely having um, a separate community for the cult is really important. So, it's not a, you can't call it a cult, the organization, because you're building it. You're the figurehead. Okay. So the community needs a separate community that is um, apart from a regular society. So Separation. Okay. Separated. Got to be separated completely. Not off-grid, but just off-base with okay. what's going on in other places. So kind of distracted Definitely distracted and separated and segregated. Okay. You want them out there, kind of removed from everything else. And then busy. So being a steward is really important and being a steward of the land, helping, you know, the community needs you to help build houses. The community needs you to help, you know, move this backhoe, to move this dirt, to help dig this ditch. The community help needs you to help build a garden and... Help us make sustainable food for ourselves. The community needs you to help be a teacher and work in our schoolhouse. So, I mean, there's always stewardship. Everybody helps each other. But, I mean, they're so fucking busy. They don't have time to question what they're fucking doing. Also, you're going to look for unity. Unity! You want unity. You want unity. You want everyone wearing the same or like outfits or colors. So there's nobody, you know, no one stands out except the figurehead. The figurehead's going to be worth something that's bright. Show people that they are the figurehead. The main... They're going to be kind of egotistical because they're going to be wanting to show off their prosperity or their figureheadness or the way that they are kind of like the boss applesauce. What is like the core belief or guiding principle of this? Called gener generally, it's money. No, no, of yours, or of mine? yours, the, the one that you're building. Oh, mine would be just like, it would like peace and love and really like just unity, everybody together trying to build an actual community. So your organization, not cult, your organization is separate from society, mm -hmm. off the grid. Did I hear that right? I would want to go off the grid. I wouldn't want to have people being TikTok Off videos. the grid. I would uh, they're communal. They dress alike. Yeah. Uh, and it's about helping each other. Helping each other and like growing food for each other. Okay. And you know, like, so ma make sure everybody gets their own like fair share like of the land. So no one's got like a bigger property than anybody else. Nobody's like better than anybody else. Everybody's what What would you call this? We've seen the garden and these other temples of the sun and Jonestown. What would you call? I don't know. What would you call it? Utopia. I don't know. Utopia. Okay. I, no I like it. Now, part two of the question. Okay. How would your how would the cult like expose itself? What would be the downfall of your organization where people start questioning it? What would lead to its demise? Obviously, eventually somebody's gonna want control. And then as soon as control goes into one person's hands, that's when it starts getting ugly because then there is the opportunity for a power struggle because egos do get involved and then mm. somebody else wants to be in control. So inevitably, there's always that power struggle for the control that holds on to that ego, that almighty ego. But like, hang on to your mm. ego as long as you can. But inevitably, you're going to lose the fight because That's then the power struggle comes in. That's interesting. That almost makes me think of governments, right? Because yep. they're the illusion of the vote. 
and that whoever's in charge, whether it's the president or prime minister, it's only four years or it's well, only but, two or three years and then somebody else will be in there. So it's not like they're controlling us. Look what happened with the Bhagwan, Sri Rajneesh. Oh, the Bhagwan. And so much, so much controversy going on with blame being passed to other people. Yeah. And it was only when that power shift happened where other people wanted power too, that especially like Anand Shiva and stuff like that, yeah. that that was the downfall. It's that power struggle. It was the power struggle with another cult, like the Manson family. Charles Manson kind of had the power, but then other people started doing things for him. The power struggle brought down the Manson family. Any power struggle and people fighting and violence, that there has to be a mechanism for peaceful transferring of power. I don't know what it is. But you know what I mean? There has like, to be. We literally just played a fun game where you had to come up with your own organization that's separate from what we do now. Sure. Build your own cult. And you could easily and quickly identify its own demise. Absolutely. How come these other organizations don't play that game? Like, do they not have the foresight to think about this? I played a lot of SimCity as a kid. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Obviously. Was, but thanks for playing. Thanks. Well, I mean, thanks for, for, thank you for playing. Thank you for being here. You know where you can catch me on all my socials every damn week. Every week. I'm a slave to that gram every day. I will see you at 21st Century Rocker Mom on Instagram. You can find me here on YouTube. If you just click subscribe, if you just click that subscribe button, go down, click the like button, give it a click if you click, and you can join the cult of 21st Century Rocker Mom videos. It's just an organization. I would never promote cults, or would I? By clicking subscribe on my channel, or you can go over to at Tani Candler on Twitter, check me out there, but I'm mostly on Instagram, again, at 21st Century Rocker Mom. I'm still on TikTok, at 21st Century Rocker Mom. Rob, where are you? I am on the Twitter, at Rob McZob, and I am on Instagram, at Rob McCallum Films. Always. Always a pleasure hanging out with you. Until next week, I'll probably see you live for episode 43. Take it easy and uh, be careful about what you're joining these days. Be careful about what those meetings you're going to at the library are. You never know. That's how they get you. You see my reels. You know how they get you.